Today, our topic is how to reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a while and how to do it in a non-awkward, um, strange way, right? That's yeah. kind of the, yeah. I think that's the difficult part of this configuration, of this um, equation rather, right? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I have this long list of people who I know I want to talk to and uh, who played meaningful roles in my life at some point or another. And part of, part of what happened is there was a period of time, maybe this is an excuse, but there was a period of time where you could get in contact with people, but it wasn't super easy, right? In particular, I lived internationally and so yeah. um, people would move a lot. When I was living in Hong Kong as a kid, uh, people would tend to stay there for a year or two and then they'd move off back to their home country, repatriate. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I kind of blamed not staying in touch on the inability to, to communicate. Right. But the reality is <clears throat> there's email, there's instant messenger, uh, and nowadays- Social media. Social media. There's really no barrier that I have, no excuse I have to reach out to some of these people now. I'm sure a quick search on face Facebook would, would pop them up. Sure. Right? And, yeah. Um, so I think this topic is really important because I doubt I'm alone in this, right? I think we all have people who uh, we would love to catch up with and who we might not have thought about for a while. Yeah. Um, and so the challenge, of course, is how do you broach that? How do you, right. how do you sort of re-enter each other's lives? Not necessarily in a, in a substantial long-term way, but it, you know, just the, just the act of getting back in touch with someone you haven't connected with in a long time is a gratifying experience. Yeah, I reached out to a friend that I, haven't, I hadn't spoken to uh, for how many years? Like maybe eight years or something. And uh, it was great. I mean, we were very, very good friends in college and we just like picked up where we left off, you know, filled each other in um, on our lives. And it was really nice to like re to reconnect with her and it was, um, yeah, it just felt, it felt very normal, it felt very natural. You know, that first initial step of reaching out um, can seem a little, not contrived necessarily, mm. but you know, a little bit unnatural and it might get you feeling like, should you reach out, it's been so long, um, you know. But but the reality is, is that they wanna hear from you, right, and it's nice to, to make that connection again, to reestablish that uh, link that you had. But um, of course it depends on the nature of the relationship and uh, we're not saying to call all your exes back and you know, say hi. Um, that's, a different, that's a different thing. Different challenge, different that's, lesson. Yeah, it's a different, different <laughs> story. But this is really more so for reaching out to like a friend uh, where it was a neutral, like maybe n there was not even a parting necessarily. It's just you hadn't seen that person in a while, right? There's not like baggage associated with it or anything. Or it could be, you know, maybe you had a babysitter growing up that you really like love. Like there was a there was a little girl in my building that I used to babysit like uh -huh. in high school, right? Um, you know, things like that where you might yeah. reach out to somebody. Like I had an old ballet teacher I remember and I was like, I should probably reach out to her. Uh, she's probably very, very old now. But anyway, it's, it's that kind of yeah. thing. And what's gratifying about this process is that it, it, it reconnects you with a different part of your life, right? The friends you have during certain parts of your life 
become associated with that period. And um, by, by connecting with those people, you surface all these wonderful memories. Um, maybe not all of them are wonderful, but you do surface a lot of memories. Yeah, the highlights yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, the good and bad. But yeah. the point is that that process is actually a very cathartic one. Mm -hmm. And it helps tie pieces of your life together. It helps you sort of think through how you got to where you are now. Um, right? It's a very reflective process, which we're big into. Definitely, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's worth doing. Right. So I guess the real mm -hmm. question is, how do you do it? Right? How do you do it? So we give a framework. And this is just, you know, one of many that you could use, but this is a nice way to sort of start. It's a good uh, launching pad for, you know, setting up the uh, initial kind of reach out mm. to a long lost friend uh, or a long lost coworker, right? You know, uh, we spend all day with our coworkers in a lot of uh, scenarios. So, you know, your coworkers become a sort of friend, right? Or a mentor. Um, and if you move jobs, change positions, switch career paths, you might not see your old coworkers anymore. So maybe you reach out to a you know an old coworker, um, and you know the framework that we give is a is a nice way to kind of launch into how are you coming up with you know a memory, something that made you think of them, right? Why are you reaching out in the first place? And as we say here on this channel a situation is only as awkward as you make it. So if you don't, you know, come across as being really weird and awkward and um, lacking confidence, then there's no reason for them to think that way. They'll just find it to be, you know, a, a nice, pleasant surprise. And right. like we said, like, they might want to hear from you. It's a nice kind of um, segue into asking them what they're up to and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, you know, it sounds easy to say, well, just don't be awkward. Um, but really what yeah, it comes cool. down to, yeah, just be cool, just, <laughs> just be, be cool. cool about it. But really what it comes down to is, I think, presenting an authentic reason for reaching out. And mm. in most cases, that's a very simple reason. It, you know, and if, if you had thought of that person, there's a reason why you thought of that person. Yeah. Maybe you saw something that reminded you of them. Maybe you were reading something. Uh, maybe you came across an old email, right, or an old set of pictures. Uh, these are triggers that tend to surface some of those uh, memories of those people. Definitely. And that alone is excuse enough, right? By reaching out and saying, hey, I was you know, checking out some old pictures and I found this one. I thought you might enjoy it, right? These kinds of uh, little um, uh, memory jogs are touching to the people to whom you're reaching out. Totally. Right? Because it shows to them that uh, the relationship mattered, that experience mattered, uh, and... It had an impact on you yeah, at one point yeah, in your exactly, life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that's really all it takes is something very simple and genuine to, to broach the, the subject reaching out. It certainly doesn't need to be professionally related, no. right? Um, it doesn't need to be motivated by anything official or formal. It really is as simple as indicating that uh, something that you encountered made you think of them. Yeah. You might be doing some spring cleaning and you come across, you know, a, um, a concert ticket and you re recall the memory in which you and your best friend from days of yore, you know, were hanging out this or enjoying this concert. 
And maybe you send a picture and say, hey, I like what I just found. Wasn't that such a fun concert? Uh, by the way, what are you up to? That kind of thing. You know, it's kind yeah. of, it's relaxed, but it's also, as Greg said, to underscore uh, the keyword he used there, which is authentic, right? If you're being yourself, and again, you don't have to use the framework we provided. If that doesn't sound like something you would say, then don't use it, right? This is just a way of helping you kind of configure what you'd like to say. But the bottom line is you need to be as authentic as, as you are um, and really get the point across that, you know, maybe you miss this person. Maybe you, you know, you've shared so many laughs and cries and you want to, you know, relive those moments uh, for a short while or, you know, the funny thing. So that's the framework. Mm -hmm. And in order to um, get that point across, you have to leverage different communication channels, right? We always talk about uh, different channels that you can use to transmit your message as best you can. Right, not all channels are created equal in the sense that not all will achieve the same level of um, efficacy as another channel, right? So maybe email is something that you would use in certain situations and maybe an Instagram DM is something else that you would use in another situation. Yep. So we also talk about you know how to figure out which communication channel you should use to get your point across. Now, one thing we did not mention in the video, we talked about social media as right. a channel. Right, right. But I have a, I have an interesting sort of, it just kind of dawned on me. Sometimes, right, when we see people's highlight reels on social media, that can sometimes be a deterrent for reaching out. Interesting. And, and why would that be? So let's say I haven't talked to, let's, I'm going to make up a person's name. Maybe I have a friend named Stella. That's a cool name. So let's say I haven't seen Stella in, I don't know, 10 years, but I see her feed and I see that, you know, now she's, um, maybe she has kids, maybe she has like a cool job, maybe she's traveling and this and that. Maybe I don't have the incentive to reach out because I already see what's kind of going on mm. in her life, right? right? Even though that's oh, not... Oh, she's busy, she, you know, Yeah, she has kids, like you kind of have this... It's, it's a little bit like it's voyeuristic, right? I mean, I don't really it's like interesting. social media yeah, yeah. that much. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I don't go on Instagram uh, anymore, really just on the Exploring account. But in a way, I think if you follow these people, your friends' lives through that medium, you might right. not necessarily like have the incentive because you already feel like you already know what they're up to, even though you don't. That's just a sliver of what right. Well, that's that's a big part of it too. So part of it's like, well, they have their own lives. Uh, I don't really want to interrupt or yeah. intrude. Yeah. The other part of it is, oh, I already know what they're up to. Right. They had a so kid. I know the yeah, name, yeah. the kid's name. Like, so what do we have to talk about? Yeah, it's eerily kind of it's it's kind of creepy how much information you can learn about someone just from yeah if they're active on social if media. they're really active on social media and like uh, you, you know all about them right but the key here is that just because you see what they're posting that doesn't mean you don't have anything to talk about exactly uh, you know what people post even the most authentic and, and uh sort of real sincere sincere posters yeah. out there um, That's still can, just a you're snippet. still capturing just a small portion yeah and it's not framed in the context of your relationship with them Right, so that's another big part about it. That's totally true. Uh, and I think to your point as well, one of the risks is you might see what they're posting now and say, oh, we don't identify with anything anymore, right? They're you know, super materialistic and I'm 
gone full on. I'm like you know, in the woods. I'm yeah, living in the woods Walden now. Pond. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we just, we're not going to be able to connect, right? It can, it can sort of pre-establish some misconceptions about what the dynamic might be. Totally true, yeah. Right. So our point here is to not let that be a deterrent. Let's say you do see them on social media, still reach out, right? If you have something to say and you want to and it's coming from a genuine place of like interest and curiosity, maybe you do leverage social media and you send them an in-app message saying, oh, you just had a baby, congratulations. Or, wow, that's a really cool hut that you built in the built in the woods. <laughs> like talk about being off the map, but if they're off the map, they wouldn't necessarily be on social media. But that's another. Yeah, yeah. But, right, you, you kind it. of that's use it. this to create a um, a channel, right? A What's the word I'm looking for? Like a, um, it's a conduit, a, a, conduit, a conduit. Yeah, a conduit for establishing the next kind of right. set of communication, right? And then maybe from there you move on to WhatsApp or phone or maybe letter. Like I have a friend who loves communicating by letter. Right, right, right. Right, she like sends out letters and it's awesome. I don't even think I know how to handwrite anymore. But. You do. <laughs> you do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. And uh, what's also important to remember is that um, just because they have changed, and people do change over time, right? Maybe they have a family. Maybe they have skewed more toward a direction uh, that was different from when you guys were friends. That doesn't mean that there isn't that part of them still in them, yeah. right? So just because they clearly are now focused on some other aspect of their lives, that doesn't mean they don't still have the part of them that, that drew you to them in the first place, that made you guys friends. And so when you get on the phone or you know, start chatting, whatever method of, of communication you use uh, to contact them, once you start that interaction, uh, both, both parties benefit from resurfacing a part of themselves that they they hadn't necessarily uh, addressed in a, in, a, in a long time. Right. And that's again as we were saying at the start of this a very powerful and and um, can be cathartic uh, process. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So on a related note, reaching out to someone you haven't spoken to a while could be a mentor figure, right? And mm. I know that you had uh, you came across some interesting um, advice from Derek Sivers. Yeah, yeah. So Derek Sivers uh, is a very fascinating person. I think he, I think it's like DerekSivers.org. Anyways, you search him up, you'll, you'll find him. And that's his real name, right? That's his... We don't know. We don't know. Uh, I haven't looked into that. But uh, one of his pieces of advice, by the way, was to uh, use stage names. Uh, like a pseudonym. A or pseudonym. A nom de plume. Yeah, for your public persona. So that uh, we should, we would have put this in our uh, how to handle haters. Oh yeah, right. Um, but the idea is to keep your public persona separate, separate. from your private persona, so that um, you uh, don't don't um, take the the sort of public attacks to your public persona personally. Yeah, this is clever. So he's got a lot of. He's just a very deep thinker. He started a company when he was much younger. He was also a professional musician. Uh, nowadays, he just does a lot of reading and a lot of writing. He's very, very thoughtful and orthogonal thinker. We took the same fan. web courses. He yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we took cool. a web course with him. But the reason um, you brought him up uh, is that he has this really cool concept for uh, getting in touch with a mentor, 
And it's related to this in that you're reaching out to someone that you may not have contacted in a long time. Uh, and, and so the way this works is you craft an email to your mentor, right? And uh, and you don't know this person, right? You may or may not. Okay. Right. You may or may not. You kind of gave away the punchline. Uh, <laughs> you craft the email. <laughs> okay. You craft the email to the person, and you uh, then once once you've written the email, you look at it and say, "How would the person I'm about to th send this to?" So you don't send it yet. How would the person I'm about to send this to? How would they respond to this? Right? How would my mentor respond to this? Then revise your email based on what you anticipated your mentor would say, right? And so now you have a revised email that sort of anticipates their feedback to what you were initially writing. Do that one more time, right? So, so third time around? Make a, make a second revision to it based on what you've uh, provided. And again, that's based on what, how you think they'll respond to your revised email. So you've done two rounds of revision at this point. So this is your third version of the email. Take a look at that email. What you'll discover is in that final version, mm -hmm. and again, this is before you've sent it, you'll discover that pretty much everything you needed to know, everything you were asking about has already been answered, right? Because what that forced you to do was channel that person and, and channel their advice. Because if they're a mentor of yours, chances are you already kind of know how they think. Right. You already kind of know what they say, and your act of reaching out is simply to get someone to tell you what you already know. Yeah. So by doing this process, you've essentially already answered your questions before sending them anything. So at this point, you can just, you know, if you do know them, do you know them, just send them a thank you note saying, thank you for being my mentor, right? Don't actually waste their time asking this question. Just send them a thank you note. You're awesome for being who you are. Um, and and thank you for your service to this like field or whatever. Yeah, or or to my development, right? But uh, the uh, the punchline is that Derek Sivers goes, you know, I have one mentor uh, who uh, I'm in touch with regularly, one who I haven't reached out to in years, and the final mentor doesn't even know who I am, right? And the point is that person's a mentor for him anyways, yeah, because he writes these anonymous emails to the person, but never actually sends them. And in the uh, emails, uh, he, he essentially answers his own questions based on his understanding of the mentor. So a very fascinating concept for uh, the way that uh, your uh, sort of impression of a person, a person yeah. can answer a lot of questions for you. Yeah. And I think this relates to this whole uh, process of reaching out to long lost friends because oftentimes these long lost friends uh, they, the, the relationship you had carries with it a nugget of wisdom, mm. right? There's, there's some element to your friendship that made it meaningful. Right. And that, the, that, the fact that it was meaningful tells you something about yourself, mm -hmm. right? And you can learn from that. So by reconnecting with these people, mm. you are able to sort of resurface these, these little nuggets of knowledge mm, about who you are. Right. Uh, and and that's, that's valuable. Definitely. Yeah, that's so interesting. So try out that little exercise with the mentor, right. um, the suggestion from Derek Sivers. Yeah. Um, there was a related note that I wanted to explore. Is it in terms of reaching out or? That's what I'm trying to recall. <laughs> well, on that topic of reaching out, um, 
One of the things that uh, I, I know you mentioned in your video, me. you suggested yeah. a few a few different channels. For me, my favorite is email if I have it. Mm -hmm. And I like email because you can send the note yeah. without demanding a reply. Right, right? without you, being kind of pushy. Without being pushy. If you mm. call someone, uh, there's this pressure to pick up and respond. And there's some virtues to that. Sometimes uh, a call is more likely to get a response and someone who might not respond to an email would accept a call just because it's in the moment. But for me, I like to use email because I can sort of craft this, this um, memory uh, that, right. that sort of catalyzed my interest in reaching out. Right. And so I find it a fun way to create a, a narrative and to evoke a memory and use that to, uh, to um, encourage a response and, and get the, the conversation going. So I like email, but uh, at the same time, I think it really depends on the nature of your relationship with that person. Absolutely. And what channels you're most comfortable on, right? Not everyone loves to write. I enjoy writing. Uh, people who are more of an orator mm -hmm. uh, may prefer to just jump on the phone. I have one, one friend who will just call at random and he's terrible in texting. He's terrible on email, um, but he's awesome on the phone. And every now and then I'll get a call from him and we'll have a great chat. And, uh, you know, it, it's so my point here is simply the channel you choose is going to vary based on who you are and who the person you're reaching out to is. Totally. And it's, I'm glad you brought up email because now I remember what I was going to say. Uh, so James Altucher is a, um, mm. he's a prolific blog writer and he has a couple books Yeah, I out. haven't, I haven't, uh. Tapped into James Altucher. Yeah, he has a podcast. I ran into him at a coffee shop on the Upper West Side in Manhattan a couple of years ago. That's Another very fun. orthogonal alternative thinker. Yeah. So he, in his one of his books, I can't remember. I've read so many of his books. I can't remember which one it was. But you know what I'm going to say, right? No, I don't. Oh. Well, he, um, he will pick up an email from right. like 10 years ago. Now I remember. That he never responded to and respond to it. Yeah. So at first you might be thinking, well, you know, you might be balking at that concept of after so many years. Okay, maybe 10 years is an exaggeration. I think he's definitely responded to 10-year-old emails, but it could even be like one year, two years. Even after a certain number of weeks, it can get a little bit, I'm not going to say inappropriate, but a little bit, um, well, like it just it's, gets it's almost expired, right? You've reached right. that. But his point is that it doesn't. Right, right, okay, so that's what I was going to say. So with him, he, you know, he says, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm taking the time to respond now, yeah. right? And there's a lot yeah. of, um, I think there's a lot to learn from that, right? We put our ego aside and think, well, you know, I didn't get to it at that moment, but now I'm getting to it and I'm going to, we have, you know, respond. We have a good friend who, um, we have an email chain going and it's like a couple, it's like, a couple years long email cha chain and we'll like send an email and then we'll get a response back months later and then yeah right and it's just it's you know, kind of like books right yeah, books books uh are powerful to people at certain times in their mm -hmm, lives definitely right and uh sometimes when you pick up a book you don't really relate to it mm -hmm. and so you put it back down you don't finish it other times you pick up that same book and it totally changes your life, yeah. right? It, it becomes the most meaningful thing that you've encountered in, in recent memory. And uh, I think it's the same with 
uh, old friends. Yeah. Right. Not to not to <laughs> say a friend's like an old book, but um, well, they the, have so the, much wisdom. The, but the reality is, um, you have friends for different reasons, right? And different friends sort of play different roles. I think you put a video out about this at one point. But different friends play different roles in in your life right, and who yeah. you are, mm -hmm. and it's okay to um, be out of touch for a long period of time and then reach out when you need each other. Exactly. And if someone's reaching out to you, keep in mind they may also need that contact, right? Yeah. And so if you are on the receiving side of a note like that out of the blue, you might think it's random. You might think, oh, uh, you know, I haven't talked to this person in ages. I don't want to talk. But keep in mind, they're probably reaching out for a reason. And if they were your friend back then, chances are you still are going to be able to relate to them. Definitely. And by responding, you're going to be doing them a favor and respecting the relationship that you had at, at that one point. Yeah, and it's the acknowledgement that you're granting them of, you know, like I received this message, I'm going to, you know, think on it and then respond. And I think especially now, you know, we're – we're a bit more, we're definitely more isolated than we were a couple months ago, right? Um, we might be all by ourselves at home. Uh, we might be feeling lonely, even if we're, you know, in a room, in a, in a, even if we're sharing the space with people, you could still feel lonely. Uh, you could still feel alone. So I think, especially now, it's important to cast our egos aside in terms of, oh, you know, I don't really feel like I need to reach out to this person. Mm -hmm. I don't owe them anything. No, I don't think that's the right way to think about it because, you know, right now, especially in these trying circumstances and current global environment, I think it's nice to reach out um, and check in on people, even if you haven't spoken to them in eons. Yeah. And ego is a big part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, ego, ego does get in the way of making these connections because you you want to think that you don't need them and maybe you don't need them, but that doesn't mean you wouldn't benefit from them, right? Yeah, and maybe they need you, Yeah, right? Maybe that's the way to think of it. And I think one, one more point that I was gonna make is that we talk a lot about uh, stretch experiences being opportunities for growth. The reality is for most of us, reaching out to someone we haven't spoken to in a long time is another stretch experience. Of course. Right, and so that's, that's a, it's another opportunity to develop your social skills yeah. and uh, become a better communicator because uh, this this is going to be an interaction that you don't have as much practice with, uh, with a person that you haven't interacted with in a while. So there's also a growth opportunity that comes with this. So whether you're the one reaching out or receiving, uh, you know, look at it that way. Uh, and that might give you a little more incentive to, uh, to follow through on it. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe this week's challenge then for you to an, an exploring challenge to tackle this week would be to choose three different people and three different communication channels and to reach out to those three people using different communication I channels. I like it. So maybe you reach out to Sally with the phone. Maybe you reach out to Alberto with um, an email. And maybe you reach out to Rob with um, a text message. Try love it out. It. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we're actually running up on our uh, clock here, but uh, hopefully this was helpful in getting you to take that final step toward, toward reaching out or responding. I mean, uh, if you're a recipient, it's just as likely. Think about responding. Yeah. Even and, if it's uh, been a year. Make the connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the weekend, even if it is chilly where and you are. And tomorrow's Mother's Day, so wishing all the mothers, oh, yes. very important. All the mothers out there a uh, very happy, serene, peaceful. <laughs> Feels weird to be um, saying that in these Lovely, these marvelous, relaxing yes. Mother's Day. Yes, we're very grateful for you. Yes. <laughs> all right, see you next week. See you next week. Happy exploring.